the silk had gone over my head behind me and then like wrapped itself like it was like giving me this giant hug from behind <laughs> so as i stand up to move my fan it like goes in front of my face and i'm like what is happening so i'm like cocooned in this giant piece of silk there are two stories that i must hear from you there are there's two there's two like these are like iconic stories that i like i like to tell um, okay i'm ready go for it because i haven't heard either one okay great we were like halfway through our contract i guess and we were doing the disco show disco blame it on the boogie which is one of my like it's my, probably one of my favorite shows i've ever done for princess it's so much fun okay um and it is all disco music and it has uh, a big roller skating number like three girls are on roller skates and just kind of stuff so that's like the roller skating thing happens halfway through the show and it was our first show of the night and even from like the second or third number people are kind of like coming off stage going do you smell that and we're all like well no i didn't smell it and they're like well no you need to go stage left and smell i can smell burning something's burning stage left like we need to go we need to tell people so yeah. like we're telling like the production guys and they're like okay we're gonna go look for it can't find anything wrong we can't figure out where this burning is coming from and it's just getting more and you can smell it more stronger and stronger. More yeah, show yeah. yeah. And so it's like a 50 minute show. And so we're like half an hour into it. And we get to this roller skating number. And I was in, uh, I had a duet after the roller skating number. So I would go stage right. And there was a staircase from another, another show. And I would always like go up like three or four steps to stay out of the way because they're like skating off and on really quick. Yeah. So I'd always wait there, and then as soon as they were done, I'd go on stage for the duet. So I'm like, you know, at my little post, and I'm on like four stairs, and the girls are coming, and like they'll literally skate into the wings and like pivot and go right back out. And they're doing all this kind of movement, and one of them, she comes, she skates off stage, she looks at me and goes, there's a fire! And then like turns around and goes right back on stage, like skating. So we're all like, there's a fire, like this is really, this is really, this is really weird. So then um, the they finished the skating number and the duet <laughs> so started. What did you say? So dramatic. It's so dramatic. Well, it, it was it was like there's a fire, like because you know, like when you're on stage with people, you always like want to. Like, you need sometimes you need to communicate, and that can be it can be scary when you're you don't have time to physically say to somebody like there is a fire here. I need you to go tell someone, and I need them to take care of it. Like you don't always have those opportunities because it's this whole like show must go on and I need to change my clothes. And people say stupid stuff to each other as well on stage, so you never know. But um, I would like come on from stage right and then my partner Abby would come on from stage left and we'd meet in the middle and she used to do this little like dip turn to like face down stage so we could start to dance together. And literally as she like did this little turn towards me, she says, the smoke machine's on fire. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so then as soon as we get ready to start, they bring in the curtain and um, it got, it kind of got scary because like, it's a funny story now, five years later, but it's, it, you know, like it was the first time I'd ever gone to crew alert on a ship. Yeah. And um, we were in the dressing room <laughs> and we were all kind of like, okay, what do we do now? What do we do now? Should we change? Should we not change? And I think everybody got the roller skates off, which was good. And then um, backstage is, you know what backstage is like the dressing room is only on stage, right? And there's no, once you're in the dressing room, you can't get out. Yeah. So they came to stage right, and we were like, no, it's on the other side. And then they tried to come further into the dressing room, and we're like, no, you have to go around. 
to get to it. So it just took so long to even analyze what it was. All it was was like this, the hazing box had overheated. Right. And it was, you know, there were flames. Yeah, those things happen all the time, like in every day in theaters and things that go on. And you just kind of go, oh, all right, here's what you do. And it takes so many people to make a show. Whether Even like your show is most of the time just you. And right. sometimes an assistant. But there's so many people helping. And yeah. even, you know, lighting people and whatever. And so. Yeah, light, sound, um, spot, automation. Yeah. But we were, this would have been, this was the Ruby. The first time I worked with Faye. Um, and so this would have been probably 2016. And we were doing Magic To Do, which is a gorgeous show. I love that show. Um, and we got to the second to last song, which is Colors of the Wind. And it was, you know, it's uh, two pieces of silk, two giant pieces of silk yeah. and six fans. And it's like the most emotional thing you've ever seen in front of you. And it's just, you know, it's all exposed and it's very interesting. But the six fans would come up on the pit and then we would, everybody had their fan and you go and get them and you move them into the circle. And like, that's not a secret. Like everybody watches that, like it's exposed on purpose. And then the silks, the fans blow the silks and it's like, they're just moving and swirling around. It's so magical and it's a beautiful. It is so stunning. Um, when it works and so um, <laughs> it was gonna be amazing <laughs> right exactly like you should have seen this it was going to be amazing but now what you saw there is a video somewhere i think but um we had struggled a little bit because you have to um you know all the fans are spike marked so everybody knows that it's like i'm looking for these two pieces of tape that are like shaped like this and my fan has to fit on right, this right angle or it's right. a mess and it's even like six fans five of them are perfect and one of them is just that little bit ruins the whole thing. It's, right. you know, it, there are very talented people that designed this to happen a certain way. Yeah, the science and, of the engineering of yeah. the... And it's, and it's usually gorgeous. And we'd had a few shows where kind of like, one would go and the other one would lay on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have, an, like, sometimes they would like go towards a fan and get like stuck on a fan. And then there's, it's designed so that like performers can go and like release it, you know, it, yeah. things like that. Like there's a few people moving around and stuff during it. Or if it comes to your fan, you can pull it off and like set it free kind of thing. But my character in the show wore this mask for the most of the show. And so I have no peripheral vision. So I can only see what's right in front of me. And like not very far ahead. Like I can't see up here and I can't see <laughs> this side or this side. So I'm like watching and we're all just like kind of posed. We're like gorgeous, like so gorgeous. Like I love, you know, and there's no one singing. It's just instrumental music and all this stuff. And then it's time. And then we have to put our fans away and we all like pose on the, on the lift and then the fans disappear with us on it. And then we go get ready for the finale. So I wasn't aware, but during the song, the silk had gone over my head behind me and then like wrapped itself. Like it was like giving me this giant hug from behind. So as I stand up to move my fan, it like goes in front of my face and I'm like, what is happening? So I'm like cocooned in this giant piece of silk holding this fan that's plugged into five other fans. So you all have to work together. And I'm just like, okay, what do I do? And then like, you can see people on stage that caught it or trying to like pull it off of me. And it was, it was a mess. Cause two, um, it was, you know, there's two girls that grab the silks and they run off with them. So I had someone's silk wrapped around me and I was just like in this little ball, only being able to see like this. So I didn't know really what was going on until I saw it on the monitor later. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. But that's, I mean, that's, that's what we do. It's live yeah, and it's never it's the so twice. Fun. And that's the, that's the fun of it. Like it's not, 
yeah, you want everything to be perfect and you want everybody to enjoy that and see it the way it was intended to be done. Yeah. But it is, it is exciting when you go see something and you see kind of how people get themselves out of a- Oh yeah, totally. There's another one that you said, was that fog machine? Yeah. This one is, again, it's a fog machine. <laughs> we, were on, we were on the Grand Princess. We kind of never got an explanation for why this happened, but we do. Um, <laughs> that's a great way. That's a great way to start a story. We kind of like nobody really. Nobody really knows like how this, you know, why why this all happened. But we used to we used to do this pretty. I mean, it was fun. Like this really fun welcome aboard show number. So it's like turnaround day, and we only we did like a four minute number to start the crew staff show and then that was it. We did that twice the first night and then we would, you know, do our other shows later in the week. So it was, um, the song was One Night Only and it was, Emily Burns was the singer. So yeah. she's behind this curtain at the start and you see her like in silhouette behind this curtain and right. she's, you know, doing this kind of real moody song and the whole stage is covered in this like low line fog. And so, like, the curtain would go up and all of a sudden, like, all this fog would pour right. underneath, which I think is it's gorgeous. It looks really great. Cool. So then uh, Danny Gorham and I would come out and do this duet at the beginning of it in front of the curtain. And some days it was, like, a little foggy than others. Some days the fog hadn't, like, gotten underneath the curtain that Emily was behind yet, so we didn't have to worry about it. And I can't, I can't remember what it was like that night, because normally you kind of knew how the rest of the number was going to go depending on yeah. how Danny and I got on with ours. Either you're not gonna be able to see anything, there's too much smoke, or, or we're not having smoke because it wouldn't work, or like whatever, like things right. happen. It's like dry ice yeah. thing, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like, so, it, it, it works, but it's like there are variables. Right, right. Yeah. And it can, like sometimes, um, I know we had trouble during like Magic to Do that it would be all the way upstage, and if you had to make that entrance, sometimes it would be really slick because the hose had been laying right. there for, 40 minutes and it just makes that little patch like you know slick so the curtain goes up the girls come on and it was like one of those numbers where like all the girls are on and then the boys add in later and it's pretty full-on like it's a hard it's a hard dance it's a lot of energy and it's a lot of turns and a lot of like quick footwork and you're constantly rearranging and everything and I don't it is documented somehow we got lucky that Jonathan was happened to be like filming um, on his phone in the audience. So we got really lucky that we have a good documentation of this. Um, <laughs> I think it was either Danny or it was LJ was first. But once we're all out there, the, the stage is like an ice rink. Like it is <laughs> slick. It, it feels like you're trying to do this really difficult like disco choreography on ice. So there's a part where like people are downstage and then they run upstage really quick. And I think LJ was first. And as she went upstage, she just flat on her hands and her knees, like just wiped out. And so like as dancers, we're used to different surfaces and things are different and you know, smoke is, is detrimental sometimes. And so you can kind of like tell whether you're gonna, like say you're like preparing to do a double pirouette and then you can tell, oh, this really slick, I'm gonna kind of like, I don't need as much force or I'm gonna not jump as high because I know I might wipe out afterwards. Like you kind of have to know those things. Um, so LJ wiped out on her hands and her knees. And then uh, the next section was a partner section and every boy meets a girl and they do this little exchange back and forth. 
and Danny was next, and she, her legs, like, Bambi on the ice, straight, like, into the splits in front of her partner. So we're all kind of, like, people, like, you kind of, you know, you can tell when things are starting to get weird, and you're kind of like, okay, that's weird. Okay, so, like, be careful when you're in that spot. Like, we were like, maybe it's only there. So if you're, if you're going to go where Danny was, don't do anything scary because it's ice. Yeah. So then halfway through the number there's a trick section and a trick section always is like somebody runs on from this side and does a trick and runs away and then this person runs on from this side and then there's like a lift happening over there and like it's pretty pretty frantic (laughs) so i had to do this trick where i would just kind of like do this turn and then jump up into the air and then i mean i don't you know i don't flip or anything so it's not as cool as i could make it sound but i do just you know just this little turn and then i would jump in yeah I went to push off the floor, like, and that takes quite a bit of force. And so I went to push off the floor and I literally, it's like a cartoon, straight up into the air and right down on my back. And I just said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. I can't, I can't. And I think I ran into the, so I ran off stage and I was like, okay, am I all right? Like, I didn't hit my head. I'm okay. Like, nothing's like, I didn't hurt my elbow. Oh, you know, it's just like my back. I just landed on my back. So then... As much as you kind of like want to persevere, I was like, this isn't safe. I'm not doing this anymore. So I said I was done and I'm like waiting and kind of just like hanging out to make sure everybody else is okay. And you can just see people like one by one going, nope, and walking off stage. And then somebody else is like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And they left because it was like an ice rink. And I think by the end of the number, there was probably like five or six people left on stage out of a, you know, 14 person. What I I love about that story is you saying, I think LJ was first. And you know, <laughs> when anybody's saying that person was the first, oh my God, <laughs> LJ was first, then Danny. I hope not leaving anybody out. <laughs> it just keeps going. It was, <laughs> it was bad though. But I do, it's a, you know, I'm so glad we have a video of it. And every, every year since, on January 1st, I share the clip of me falling um to social media and i'm like is the, in oh, the wait, 2020 wait, like wait. dot 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 and it's me just wiping out hey <laughs> <laughs> is that the video that was picked up on that dancer instagram huh yep yep there's a there's an instagram account called biscuit ballerina and she posts um people falling and people just like doing things very poorly for you know comedic in good fun kind of thing <laughs> and um yeah she shared that once and she was like way to make an entrance and it was you just see me Boom. Rolling out of straight on my back. I've it was, seen that video. I've seen this video. Yes, thankfully somebody has video of that. 